Welcome back to Soccer Crush. We wanted to make sure that worked out since Brian and me did not give us the opportunity to synchronize. We didn't. We yeah, you got to cue us up. They don't yeah. even understand how it works. It's like we've never met them. So, well, they're crew fans. So, like, give them, got to give them some leeway, I guess. Thomas did come say hello in the bleachers this week. That was the only nice thing any Columbus person did that day. Did he say if he was actually going to read our book for book club that we introduced on their podcast? It seems like yes. I hope so, because didn't he recommend it? Yeah. So that was my segue into book club. <laughs> our new book is a woman. great segue. Yeah. I just totally interrupted the intro to tell you I saw That's Thomas. Okay. We're it today. Um, so our new book for book club is A Woman's Game by Suzanne Rack. Pick it up, head over to our Twitter to sign up in the Google Doc if you haven't already. And while you're there, make sure you're following us at soccer underscore crush on Twitter and Instagram. It's the place to be. It's where you find out all of the important news, our crush of the week, potential loathe of the week, book club info, thirst traps. Come and hang out with us. Let's be besties. Let's. And then tell all of your besties. And then subscribe and rate our podcast five stars. And then you know what else you should do? Hang out with Hang us. Hang out with us in person yeah. at the Xavier Women's Soccer Game on September 16th, 6 o'clock. They're playing Bowling Green. Um, they're doing very well this season. Um, I um, tried to watch one of their games and I couldn't, but I've been following them and they just keep winning. And um, if you they're come. Because you follow them? Y- yes. yes. Okay. I mean, I'm sure really? that's what it is. That doesn't work for all the teams I follow, though. So I don't know. Might be a flawed theory. Uh, but if you come, you should bring period supplies. We are making a donation of them to her Cincinnati. If you bring supplies to donate, we have some, you know, fun things with our new logo on them. And maybe we'll give you one. Yeah. And you can watch some super awesome soccer. Mm-hmm. And hang out with super awesome people. Mm-hmm. So do it. Do it. And if you see us in person, you could ask us a rapid fire. You absolutely could. I'm queen of the segues today. You really are. Thank you. It was a great one. Um, oh, go ahead, Beth. I was going to say, um, I don't know if you heard, but Taylor Swift announced a new album at midnight, and her album is going to be called Midnight, and it's going to be about 13 sleepless nights that she has had. So that she wrote songs about and so in honor of that i'm wondering do you have any memorable sleepless nights um yes a lot of high school and college and you know sometimes a tummy ache or two but when i was younger my mom would let my brother and i stay up to watch the 24-hour scooby-doo marathon on cartoon network And I don't know if we could ever stay awake for 24 hours. And I'm pretty sure it was just the same, like 15 episodes, like repeated, but my brother and I would do our best to stay up and watch Scooby-Doo just all for 24 hours. It's a good one. Yeah. Trisha? I don't have any that wouldn't bring the mood totally down. (laughs) So I'm going to say no. Understandable. You know, the first one that popped into my head was a night that I, when I lived in my house or Price Hill, somebody knocked on my door, like banged on my door at like two o'clock in the morning. 
and I looked out the people and there were like two people out there, like one up on my porch by the door and then one who was like looking around my house, like outside, like looking down the driveway and looking like on like just on the other side and it was like so creepy and they left and I like freaked out and you know I called the non-emergency number and they sent someone out but and they basically said that like people have been like doing that on my street because there's a bar there was a bar not far from there and so they would like leave drunk and they would like go to the wrong house and stuff and he's like it's been happening a lot like I you know I'm sure that's what it was but I couldn't go back to sleep after (laughs) up the rest of the night so I'm sure I've had like fun sleepless nights as well but that was like the first one I could remember it was just really creepy to like be in a like in a house by yourself and like look outside and there's like people like that you don't know just standing there and it's like such a weird time it's just yeah, no, thank you. Pass. Yeah. creepy Pass. So. this reminds me of like that Liv Tyler film Strangers or whatever which is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life yeah and I cannot watch it again and luckily I like knew my neighbors and like knew like I could have gotten somebody over to come and help me if I needed to but like it was just it's just so creepy so creepy speaking of creepy yeah <laughs> What are you looking forward to doing the most this holiday season? Halloween season. Halloween is the best holiday. Yes. I actually just ordered on Target's website some like Halloween treats for Red. So this is a very good timing because I was like, is it too early to be ordering no. these? No. Is she going to have a costume? Uh, she does have a costume and she has tried it on and I will show you pictures of it. Um, I'll wait to reveal to it to reveal it because it's very cute. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I was very impressed. I was like, I saw it at like Marshalls or Home Goods, and you needed like, it then. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need this, so we're gonna go and get it. So she's had it for like three weeks. So, <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Abby? All of it. Um, Halloween is my favorite. I want candy and pumpkins and scary movies and dressing up and corn mazes and focus, focus, all of it. Yeah. Agreed. Lay Halloween on me. A hundred percent. Corn maze and watching the crow. Like I do every Halloween. Cause it's my favorite movie of all time. Um, I have a rapid fire that I did not put in the document. Um, it's our last of our birthday month, Beth. It is have one final birthday rapid fire. Um, what is the best soccer gift you've ever gotten? You know, I have a friend who I've been friends with since high school. We worked at summer camp together and we don't see each other much during the year, but we always get together at Christmas time and we always exchange gifts and it can be hard to like buy a gift for someone you don't see very often. Um, and one year she had traveled with her sister to, Amsterdam and brought me back an eight I'm gonna say it wrong Ajax scarf Ajax scarf um from there and I was so surprised because she like I guess just had been following along and saw that my dad built me like the pretty scarf rack and brought me a scarf and it was so thoughtful and I just it was I loved it it was just one of the nicest like like a very thoughtful gift and she had like gotten it over the summer that's so thoughtful yeah it was I have a few. I've gotten a lot of soccer themed gifts. I love the calendar Beth got me for my birthday last year. It's soups thirsty. And um, Abby made me for my birthday one year, a treasure box I did. with um, what's what was it called? The Mod Podge. 
oh, and yeah, it was like XCC themed and it was filled with soccer mems and a picture shirtless picture of an endo it was your favorite soccer gift wasn't the christian Pulisic with boobs mug it, it <laughs> no, it's up in my top five i have it and i have it on display and it's it's something it makes me laugh i look at it and i'm like i can't it's amazing yeah um i have a menagerie of mason mount things from etsy and you guys are just killing it and i can't wait like it gets the more ridiculous it is the more i think i like it and i, I mean i wish they made more weird mason mount things i would look for a mason mount lego i know they wouldn't have that but what if they did i don't know I think the air freshener is the weirdest thing i've been able to find yeah both of you got me air fresheners which are great and they're both different it just it's fantastic yeah it delights I, I do wish that they had like the option that they smelled like mason mount because it's all like what smell do you want like lavender or citrus and i'm like yeah. no i want authentic yeah. mason mount mason smells, <laughs> smells yeah. for her perfect it smells like money and success and a hat trick speaking of success and maybe hat tricks you guys have headlines. I don't have a headline this week. I do have a headline. It looks like Beth and I both have both have long headlines. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. So I was reading earlier today that the Barcelona captain and the Spain national team captains of the women's side, Alexia Putellas. Putellas. Will you pronounce these names for me? I can't see the second one. Uh, Alexia Putellas and Patri Guerrero and Irene Paradeiras called the Spanish Federation president to ask for the dismissal of the national team coach Jorge Vilda Vilda due to performance goals and squad selection there has been a lot of talkage and whispering where he's selecting players who have not played most of the season and players who have high numbers of goals are left out but um, and Spain has had the three successive quarterfinal exits, most recently in the Euros, but the Federation president has backed Jorge, and that will not be happening. So women are not happy, but when are we ever? Because everything is a scam. Everything is a scam. Uh, but I read today that um, my, my headline is something I just saw today right before we started recording that um, Savannah DeMello is going to get her first cap for the U.S. Women's National Team for some the upcoming friendly against Nigeria. Um, it's her first cap um, and she has had three goals, 17, uh, three goals and an assist in 17 regular season appearances. Um, Trinity Rodman um, wasn't able to participate for a family commitment or something so. Um, but I just thought it was exciting. First cap for the team. Congratulations, Savannah. She plays for um, Louisville City. Racing Louisville. Racing Louisville. Racing Louisville City. Racing Louisville City. FC. FC. FC Soccer Club <laughs> Federation. Yes. <laughs> and affiliated and accredited. Yes. Fully accredited. Okay, so favorite matches since we last recorded. Um, I feel it's like repeat offenders for me. Um, it was I watched Birmingham Legion and New York Red Bulls. I watched uh, Rowdies. I watched Hell is Real. Um, yeah, I watched Hell is Real. All it seemed to be both of those at the same time, and yeah. that was chaos. We split screened FCC and the Rowdies. So excellent multitasking. 
Um, but I do have to say that Megan Rapinoe goal that Morgan captured yeah. photographically. Yes, Morgan. Amazing. Morgan is amazing. It. Megan Rapinoe reposted it. I'm like, yes, show Brandy our Chastain girl. tweeted no. about it. Like, I know. Love it. I was like, I love it too. Yeah, well done, Morgan. Proud moments for her. You go, girly. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Beth? We um, and we want to hear oh my it. gosh <laughs> so in a, a moment of just much needed joy in my life liverpool had a 9-0 goal fast over bournemouth and everyone got a goal except for mo but he was just so amused every time he missed a goal that he would just like bust out in this big beautiful smile that it was very funny but i was at my parents house getting ready for we had book club over there this month um my other book club um so that we could have it in the pool and um I was like getting food ready and my mom was in the living room and she kept saying they scored again. And I was like, no, they didn't stop messing with me. And she's like, no, they did. And I would like go and they'd be celebrating yet another goal. So I told her that I felt like it was a sign from the soccer gods that like fate was on our side for the day, but that's not how things worked out. Well, I'll take the joy where I can get it. Yeah, you have to. I have a question yeah. about that match. Do you remember last year when all the Liverpool fans were saying that Chelsea winning 7-0 was bullying? What does mm-hmm. 9-0 make it? Um, 9-0 is like really helping a new pr- newly promoted team adjust to the league and like help them understand what adjustments they need to make so that they are able to shore up their defense for future matches. 7-0 is bullying. Okay, just making sure so- <laughs> the threshold for helping other clubs or is it just nine it's just it's for future reference seven is like right at the bullying line but like if you go a little more a little less then that's like really helping them okay prepare for the season thank you for clarifying that for everyone i appreciate you're welcome welcome. tactic my my favorite matches have been talked about so we don't need to talk about that what we do need to talk about is hell is real yeah yeah, I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, great, great environment in the stadium. Like we got there into the stadium early, like around the time we normally do. And that like there were already enough people in the Bailey that we had to like move to someplace other than where we normally sit. Uh, it was really close by, but um, not quite the same spot. So we had to move around a little bit because it was already filling up. There were a ton of people there um a lot of energy uh, it was very exciting um as you know we scored first um and um that was very exciting and i screamed a lot even though i'm still recovering from COVID, and my voice was like really scraggly but i was like screaming at the top of my lungs um and then um columbus got their um illegitimate goal which and one? Their first illegitimate goal. Yeah. Their first illegitimate goal. Illegitimate goal. Um, it was very upsetting. Um, they, in the moment, you couldn't really, like, I from where we were, I didn't really see the offsides, like, from where I was and watching. But when they showed it up on the screen, people just went crazy. And then there was, like, a fire lit under FC Cincinnati. And, they you know, they ran back and they got that second goal and I was screaming at the top of my lungs you cannot steal it you cannot steal it (laughs) that's what I felt like was gonna happen and then I bet Jeff Cameron would have heard and loved that and been like oh yes this reminds me of January 6th (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like holding on to the handrail and jumping up and down. You can't steal this from us. And then they did um, because six minutes of a stoppage time, like absolutely did not make sense. It was just completely bonkers. There was no reason for six minutes. There wasn't. And it just like, it's just so hard not to go down this rabbit hole of feeling like it's intentional because it feels like every major call that like decides a game mm-hmm. in the end like always goes against us and i'm sure there's other teams that feel like that and i don't tend to go down that like conspiracy route but it really feels like the league just does not give a shit about us and like what happens to and us it and, happened like, a lot this season too like even has. pat noonan talked about it in his presser where it's not just yeah. about us like any other game any other yeah. match where there is a goal in the final minute of stoppage time, unless it's like a fucking banger, it's going to be reviewed. I've never seen one not reviewed, especially in such an intense rivalry. Yeah. It was just crazy that they did. They wouldn't even look at it. When you looked at the, at the, at the image of it on the Mm -hmm. screen, it was like, okay, maybe there's something we're missing, but like, you have to look at that. I mean, it was just so obvious to us. And then for their statement to come out, like essentially, well, we could be wrong, but there's not enough evidence. So we're just going to leave it. It's like, so you're basically saying you that's could very well be for. wrong. Yeah. Like, that's just... why you're telling me in that stadium with all those cameras, you didn't have another eye line. I think these last few seasons, it was like easy to like blame things on the refs and like, but like really like we were struggling as a team. And I think what was so infuriating about this match is they played so well. Like We outplayed they, them. I, they dominated that first half it was really well like they were just playing extremely well clicking they came back like i i was talking about it on brian at me like this is a team that like can come back from a setback and like still be successful and they they did even they even did that and it was still not enough like um it just it hurt a lot and and then i think you know i i we have lots of friends in columbus i do not have a blanket hatred for Columbus fans. Today we do. I do not understand taking a victory lap over a draw the way that they do. Because and they've done they it twice lose. now. Like the way that like at, when they've played us at home and they've like won in the at the end of the game or whatever, they act like they won the game. And you didn't. You didn't win the game. Like you got the same number of points as we did. Like I just don't understand that. Like I don't remember us ever take other than the remember the nine in dc when we were like the wooden spoon people and we like still tied when we had nine players left on the field like that that's different you know we did take a little bit of victory lap for that time but it was very different circumstances these are two very good teams in playoff contention and you're content to take your victory lap for a draw like that's really okay that Caleb Porter wanted to antagonize the fans more because he knew that they were already pissed off so I think he's a lot to blame why people first of all it wasn't just FC Cincinnati fans throwing stuff it was also crew fans so don't blame it all on Cincinnati um you know when you point a finger you have three pointing right back at you and uh here Pat Noonan is like, Hey, there's a problem in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Caleb Porter is like, fuck your fans. So he yeah. also pretty much said, fuck his own fans. So, like you're going to sit there and try to blame that. I'm sorry. Crew yeah. fans show up. Yeah, they do. We know that. We, do. we know that. Cause some of them are truly terrible and we know they would, that they would agree. Yeah. I mean, we have some truly terrible have bad people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. We all do, but you're going to sit there and try. 
come on. He, you know what? He deserved to have something thrown at him. And I'm like, I'm not like, I don't think it's okay to throw things on the field. I also don't think it's okay to run over to the sidelines and like taunt. You just tied. You didn't win. Like that to me, like what, like is your dick so small that the only joy you get is from taunting children over you didn't win a game? Like what the hell? I just. They didn't lose, Beth. Um, but I did. I listened to um, KLR this morning, and they were talking. I guess there's some pictures online of when Portland won the cup at at Matt Free in Columbus, and all of the beer cups and bottles like thrown at their team oh. on the field that are kind okay of circulating out there Columbus? on Twitter right now. But yeah, oh. so those would have been thrown by the Columbus fans. So basically, yeah, I guess well, Caleb Porter okay is calling his own fans trash. No. It's always okay when you do it. Just like, you know, offsides, you know, sucks when it takes away your goal, but it rules when it takes away someone else's goal. So, yeah. And I get that. And I can be reasonable about a lot of things. And I should have reviewed been... it. That's all we're asking for. We're not necessarily saying if yes. you reviewed it, it would go our way, but look at it. Yes. It, just it. when the stakes are that high for us to get screwed mm-hmm. over again. It's just really frustrating. Yeah, I feel like it just keeps happening. It happened in Atlanta. It's happened like it feels like every other match. Mm-hmm. It's something that is yeah, we've had a few this points season, away like, from major us. moments that like yeah. we just don't it just doesn't go our way. And again, it just feels like again, it just feels and then the league celebrates things like this Columbus fans showing up and traveling support instead of like the fact that we like anyways. The, well, the fact that there were like we basically I think it was a close to a sellout in that stadium yeah. and the TIFO is amazing and the atmosphere is amazing and everything except Caleb the, fan, the fans brought it but we're gonna celebrate Columbus's draw well you know I think MLS has stationed FC Cincinnati to be the MLS villain and guess what it's Halloween season that's fine let's go LFG indeed you guys want to go talk some shit about it? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do that. We'll be right back. Welcome back, crushes. We had a very fiery conversation about Hell is Real um, and Hell is in Ohio, if you were wondering. Um, we have a guest. Surprise. Um, joining us is Taylor from Hammering Down, the USL show, UWS Weekly, and basically everything else soccer that you are consuming. Um, Taylor, welcome to Soccer Crush. Listen, I could not be more excited. This is one of the podcasts that I that I have like the the notifications hit for. So when y'all reached out, I was stoked. Well, we are stoked to have you. Um, you have a lot of like alliances with some of the teams that we also love particularly fc cincinnati and um you and i have already talked about this a little bit about birmingham legion and how i became a birmingham legion fan because we share a pseudo home state yes so i can't wait to talk to you about soccer in alabama and in fact soccer everywhere else too but would you like to share your soccer love story with us I mean, it's sometimes it's, uh, I mean, as you know, being from Alabama, you love some things that you can't have. 
And it was like, soccer doesn't exist here, so therefore I'm going to love it. Um, I always liked baseball. I was never a big football fan. Don't kill me, Alabama people. <laughs> um, you know, it's whatever. And then I started playing, and it was fun. And then I quit because I was a little kid. And then I found Crystal Palace on a TV at my friend's house because somehow he had a TV channel that went to the championship. And then I became obsessed with them because I was like five and Eagles are cool. And that was like my entire reasoning. And I just thought that was so awesome that I was watching someone from England. And then I kind of fell out of love or really just, I couldn't, I didn't have it around me. So I just kind of forgot about it because I was five. And then couple couple years down the line, I started playing in high school, which playing, quote unquote, my coach was a wrestling coach that they needed somebody to coach the soccer team. And he was the wrestling coach. So that tells you how he did. Um, <laughs> and later on, first year, I go to some team in Cincinnati um, in this weird league called the USL. And they it was their first ever game. FC Cincinnati and I was at the inaugural game. Oh, I was like, cool. okay. That was, I was like, this is awesome. I'm in totally in love. And then I go away for a while and I get the notification that crystal palace and FC Cincinnati are playing. So it was like, Whoa, the first ever professional game I went to and the cool Eagles are coming to Cincinnati. <laughs> and I went to that match, 30,000 people. I, I just couldn't believe. And from then i was just fully hooked i was full soccer nerd uh baseball still cool to me football can suck it and i was just like <laughs> we're like we're fully into this and i haven't looked back since yeah. i was at that match so it was great fun. it was so, so cool beth, was hot. beth were you there it was not either no my soccer loves but i like we still talk about it mm -hmm. Like yeah, Jeff and I will say a lot, like, why didn't we go to that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what were you thinking? Expensive. So, I mean, it wasn't expensive. Yeah. I spent more money seeing Chelsea. Yeah, but, we did. <laughs> but you know, you what you do for the clubs you love. Yes. True. Uh, and then, then soccer came to, to Birmingham, like yes. professional team, and you're kind of like the guy. <laughs> So soccer had been around in other capacities before through the NPSL and PDL. Um, and that was the Birmingham Hammers. And then the ownership came through and the USL came in. And for me being a Cincinnati fan, I was like, I know the USL. I already know about this. Guys, come underneath my wings. I will guide you through this <laughs> stupid, weird journey that is the USL. And... You know, I didn't really do the whole podcast thing or do any of this kind of stuff. I was just super fan. I just loved it. Um, and then I just, I feel like this is, uh, that was the before times, if you will. And then COVID hit, right? And then they, the USL has the ESPN deal. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you guys even remember this, but they had an, a Rocket League tournament that they hosted live on the ESPN. It was back when it was back when COVID was still kind of cute and people were like in quarantine and people were doing quirky things because live things didn't happen. And then it got real after that. But this was still in the cute times. And <laughs> so I was one of the people that were chosen to play Rocket League and I just went full heel. 
I wanted to be as annoying on social media as possible. <laughs> I was just, it was all just fun to me. I was trying to avoid going to classes for college. And so I just went full into it. And after that, I was like, huh, I'm a white dude with a microphone. I should start a podcast. Always <laughs> 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 works. They're born. <laughs> and we're that's, glad. Yeah, we're glad that you have a microphone. <laughs> You're a white man who can have a microphone. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, well, are you ready to crush some of these rapid fires? Yes, let's do it. So we've mixed up a little bit from the ones that we sent to you. So just to keep you on your toes a little bit, Kayla. Okay. Birmingham Legion player do you think would be fun to watch playing for FC Cincinnati? Oh, okay. I have two. Um, the first one, I think you would love him, and that'd be Anderson Asidu. The dude's a dog, and he just does not stop. I think Cincinnati fans would love him. If you just want pretty soccer, it has to be Bruno Lapa. He is just so n- nice to watch play. I think those are good answers. That, yeah. Maybe not what I expected, but that's a good answer. I mean, I would speaking to our things that we like hustle and pretty soccer players. I mean, look, (laughs) the easy answer could possibly be um, Alice Cronali because yeah, but he's from, he's from Columbus and I don't know if you realize it, but GB's header versus Columbus. He was the guy, he was the guy that he out jumped. Whoa. There's he some might, bitterness there. He can't. Yeah. yeah so. Kind of rough. Mm. Good point. Who is a soccer crush you just don't understand and think shouldn't be a crush? Uh, okay, I'm gonna get banned. Uh, this is gonna be a very quick interview. <laughs> now I'm going to start this off with the, uh, with the nice. What's the word? Uh, basically, I just I throw it out there. My fiance is going to kill me, but it's whatever. She's not going to listen, I don't think. I'm a thigh guy. Everybody knows this. Yeah. And someone who doesn't have thighs, and I don't get it, it's Mo Salah. I'm sorry. <gasps> this, oh, my God. If you could see all of our faces right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not offended. Offended. <laughs> I'm not offended by this. I told you. you knew, wow. Look, here's the thing. He's cute. He has a cute face. The abs are there. He has no but he, the thighs are not. <laughs> Look at any picture, the episode. thighs are not there. Right. Wow. Name of the episode. You know what? <laughs> Taylor, we could end this right now, and this is the greatest interview. We've <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah, anytime you can render us speechless, you're doing a great job. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so good. Soccer crush offer to take you to out to dinner where are you going and what are you ordering okay so i'm a little bit torn right now it's either sushi or indian and uh, let's go indian and this is what i always do at every new restaurant i go to is always go dealer's choice whatever the whatever the waiter or cook's favorite thing is i'm having that it always makes it adventurous you try new things it's great if you have something good or even better if you have something bad it's a story for life there you go what are some of your favorite soccer twitter accounts and podcasts okay 
So, I mean, I told you guys earlier, I have y'all's notifications on. Um, so that's one. Very sweet. Um, anything by two cents, um, can I kick it is incredible. Uh, pure nerdy soccer, USL tactics, John Morrissey's awesome. Um, walking 90s, great. And for just pure memes and chaos, I really enjoy Knifey Lion Radio. Yeah. <laughs> They're chaotic, that's for sure. Chaos is correct. <laughs> Who would you trust to take a high stakes PK? Danny Koenig. Mo. Oh, Danny Koenig. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. so nice. Oh, we miss Danny. him. Danny Koenig. I miss him so much. <laughs> uh, he was amazing. I miss Ledesma. Oh, I know. I think uh, Koenig just uh, posted a picture of his son scoring a goal recently, and it was so precious. Before um, Hell is Real kicked off, they were like hyping up, like, make sure you're in your seats. You don't want to miss the pregame stuff. And da, da, da. And Jess looks at me and she goes, what if, the, what if they send Ledesma out on the field? And, so- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> Since he would lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. And he would riot. The pitch would be stormed. (laughs) There there would be no match. No. Be like, we won. We have Ledesma. It would just be Ledesma. Oh my God. Him and Lucho. (laughs) Stop it. He would wear a bucket hat. I'm getting distracted. (laughs) Um, Which coach would you like to get a drink of your choice with? Um, Weird one. Roy Hodgson. I feel like he knows good stouts. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Good choice. Um, is there a match you wish you could have watched in person? Uh, this is a really recent one, like recent as in yesterday. Oh. Um, I I wish I would have been in Tuscaloosa to watch uh, the Tuscaloosa girls beat Clemson three nil. Apparently, it's their biggest uh, crowd that they've had there, and of course, it happens the year after I leave. I would have killed to be there in person. Oh, I love it when Clemson loses. Oh, it's great. It's the best. It feels good. Because <laughs> of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. Just making sure. If you had the power to change, add, or remove any soccer rule, what would it be? <laughs> uh, topically, it has to do with offsides. Um, but I believe that if a player is offsides but receives the ball on sides, it should just be onside. I think it's ridiculous. Sometimes somebody's like a foot off sides and they come back to get the ball and they're on, but they're still called off. I think that's BS. They didn't gain an advantage from that. They had to back up. I think that should just be changed. I think yeah, I think that's fair. I think yeah. also offsides is confusing. So well, blame I the think, British. I think when a player is off by a foot, they should be called off sides, but you know. Or you should at well, least review it on the video yeah. review. Hackland has Whatever. some crazy long legs, y'all. Apparently. <laughs> he has good looking legs, but. <laughs> um, who do you think has the best mascot? Look, it's hard not to go with Gary. I like Gary a lot. You he's also he's also one of the few that I can actually think of, to be That's honest. Um, uh, a safe answer is FC since he's the best Columbus Cruise is the worst. Yeah, that's Does the crew even have a mascot? They do. Yes. They actually have two. They have Crew Cat and SC. And Crew Cat is the old one. SC is the new one, but now they have both. Oh wait, Crew Cat's the one that looks like he's on meth, right? It is. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Very right. fitting for Columbus. <laughs> um, 
My yeah. Columbus friends are going to be so mad at me <laughs> over it. They were celebrating. It's, just, it's a rough day for us to record and be kind to our Columbus friends. And you just I'm never kind. <laughs> no change. Um, which three soccer players do you want on your zombie ap- apocalypse team? Okay. So I'm going Fanwell Cavita. He's very strong. I'm going Mbappe. He's very fast. Brandon Vasquez because he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of team. Correct. Very nice. You would definitely survive zombie apocalypse. Yes. And you would definitely get pancakes. Yeah. yeah. What is it's your true. favorite song to pump you up before a match? Oh, uh, oh, man. That's a good one. Okay. So, funny enough, I was almost late to this recording because I was editing um, a Sunday league soccer match, actually. Um, and what I was listening to beforehand. Um, orchestral music, Saint Son Three, uh, the Organ Symphony. Uh, the very, the very end of it, the fourth movement, it's an absolute heater, and it gets me going. There you go. It takes all kinds. It does. Uh, is there a match you wish you could relive? <sighs> okay, so uh, this is another one I had two for. Um, this year's Memphis one nil win, the one where Anderson won it at the death. It was that's one of the craziest moments I can remember in Legion history. It was awesome. The other one is if I could just relive being in the Bailey during the Chicago Fire match one more time. The Open Cup. Yes. I from the offsides call to winning in PKs, the full Mitch says no. I mean, it's emotional moment for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, Andrew Wiedemann took a shirt off. <laughs> got a got a yellow card. It yeah, yeah. He, it was <laughs> worth it. I had like front row seats that year, and it was the it was the first time I'd ever cried at like a soccer match. Was Weedman the one that put on the whole like fireman costume too? Yeah. Wow. Every time we play Chicago, I retweet it. <laughs> Every time. Thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> I have it saved as a favorite for eternity. I hope he never takes it down. <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your favorite person or favorite people to watch soccer with? Um, so it's one of my old roommates. Um, his name is Jack. He's actually moving. He's on a plane right now to London, like mm-hmm. at this very moment. Um, so he's moving there. Um, he was one of my first soccer buddies down at the university of Alabama. And then we became roommates and we always watched matches together. So he's a big Chelsea fan and he's moving to London. So I hope he enjoys all the matches. I hope he sends you something crystal palace. Yeah. I I tried talking him into it. He's like, I have no idea how to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. Figure it out. Some Now you have somebody to stay with if you. Yeah. That's true. Very true. Which team would you relegate if you could? And why is it Columbus? Screw. (laughs) (laughs) Boo Memphis. (laughs) I feel like I also hate uh, Phoenix Rising just a little bit. Like I, I, I'm starting to have like emotional hatred towards them and sometimes San Diego loyal, although I like Landon Donovan. Yeah. So loyal are fine. Rising are interesting. Their fans are pretty good to me, but this is also one of the situations that, and I've mentioned this to you before, Juan Guerra is now their coach. 
hottest coach in the world. He is hot. So if you relegate him, you relegate him too. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, He's good looking. He is. That was a good suggestion. Uh, Which is your Harry Potter house? So I took it today because I couldn't, I couldn't remember. It turns out apparently either I had a bad day or I don't know, Slytherin. (laughs) My friend. Sure. It's okay to be Slytherin. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Just, I guess uh, I don't want to be, I guess, stereotyped to my house. I don't know. You're not. Although... I'll be the stereotype. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, what is one player, who is one player that used to be at your club that you would bring back in a second? So Daigo Kobayashi. It's like a 43-year-old a Japanese guy who could just drop one on the plate. I mean, he has the name The Legend for a reason. He would drive around Birmingham with his hair down, like halfway down his back and just flowing in the wind, just rolling around town, blasting music. Loved him. And uh, Jaden Cervania, he was a Birmingham guy, uh, Puerto Rican international, really good. I wish we would have kept uh, the Birmingham boy around. Yeah, that's a bummer. Which team has the best fan base? Okay, so I know the follow-up to this question, too, because it's the, <laughs> yeah. same, it's the same answer. Okay, okay. Who, which team has the worst fan base? As an <laughs> FC Cincinnati fan, it was Louisville City. Uh, yeah. As a, not right. FC, as a not FC Cincinnati fan, it is still Louisville City. As, but as the best fans, when you're not a Cincinnati fan, because they've, they've been incredibly kind to me, when I wasn't wearing orange and blue. That's right. Uh, they were fine. So we were there when they played the Rowdies like three weeks ago, and we weren't even wearing orange and blue. We were wearing green. Well, and they were awful. <laughs> see, I, awful. Just I feel like there's, awful. there's a rivalry there too with yeah. Birmingham. It's, it's definitely a competitive rivalry, but the fan bases really like each other. Yeah. And so it's been weird. Because I go there and we, I have great friends there and great conversations. But you know, thinking back from 2016 forward, I hated them. I still have a lot of hate towards the the team itself. I hate, and then the fans. I'm slowly coming around on slowly, but will always be terrors. I mean, every fan base has that. They're very hospitable, and and the stadium is very nice. It is, and lots um, of good food options. And you can tell that they really love soccer in Louisville, and I'm very happy for them. But I also hate them and hope they lose every match from now to the end. You know what? Not racing blue. I I was want to say I'm going to change my answer. Then worst is Louisville City. The best is racing Louisville fans. There we go. There we go. Good. Yeah. Um. If you could watch any two teams play each other at any stadium, who's playing and where? So Legion versus FC Cincy at Protective. I mean, I feel like I obviously for, um, for me. Another one is uh, Birmingham Legion versus Birmingham City in St. Andrews in Birmingham. Nice. That's surprising. Nice. We just I mean, have to talk to Birmingham. Yeah. Well, there's the whole connection that we had a couple years ago with that and us shutting down Memphis's uh, Twitter account for a while, which was awesome. So. <laughs> Legends. This is silly. Who is your most hated soccer team? 
It's uh, the women's team at Tennessee. I hate them. And can you say something nice about them? Don't don't ask him to do that. I not, not the Alabama to Tennessee thing. Like that. <laughs> like I didn't know how deep it was. It's, it's, it's <laughs> genuinely, I hate them more than Memphis, than Louisville, than Auburn, than LSU, than any of them. I hate Tennessee. The nicest thing I can say is that they have good players. They're orange. They're, it's a gaudy orange. Throw up inside of a pumpkin orange. And I don't like pump. And I don't like pumpkins. That's fair. <laughs> if you could uh, pick anyone to be on a match broadcast team, who would it be? I couldn't. I don't know. This is the one that I couldn't figure out. I love. I'll make a suggestion. It okay. should be soccer crush. <laughs> can't can't go against that. Soccer crush and Kayla Hodges. <laughs> It'd be entertaining. It would be very entertaining. It would be something. <laughs> um, and possibly the most important question we will ever ask you, you will ever be asking in your entire life. Who is your soccer crush? Crush crushes. Oh, it has to be crushes. I, I can't decide. Um, because I have them I have them split into I guess two categories, technically three. I got the hot category, which is yeah. Zach Haravo and okay. Brandon Vasquez. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. got a cute crush, which is Bruno Lapa. Mm-hmm. Not hot, but he's adorable. <laughs> and then uh Katie Loon for uh racing Louisville. Even my fiance looked at her and said, She's hot. And yeah. so we were I was like, Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, do you want to go see her and yeah, in person? <laughs> well, we we did when she played for Arkansas. She saw because we went to the Alabama Arkansas game years ago and she was playing keeper then. So we saw her in person, up close and personal, and she was and my fiance was like, She's kinda hot. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah correct. You said it first. That's great. <laughs> I, I co-signed that. <laughs> well, that is all of our rapid fire questions. Thank you so much for crushing them. Um, and telling your soccer love story and hanging out with us. Um, if anybody is looking to find you on social media what where can they find you plug away anything that you have um so my twitter is pretty easy it's uh at kaylor hodges it's like taylor with a k um very straightforward on that um like i said i or like you guys said uh hammering down so hammeringdown.com um you can find all of the things there the usl show um that's that one's been a cool one to take over and then uws weekly that's every that comes around every summer but it it's a it's a fun league uh that promotes women's soccer and i could not be more proud of that project in of itself um those are the main places that you can find me anything else that pops up along the way i'll post it on my twitter at kaylor hodges Awesome. And you can also come hang out with us. We retweet you from Soccer Crush and, you know, keep it crushy. But uh, I feel like we need to go talk about Hell is Real now. I'm and still not over it. Brandon Vasquez. Yes. Yeah. Oh, therapy session part two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go do that. Let's do it. Uh, that's it for today, Crushes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and a huge thank you to Kaylor for coming to hang out with us. Um, we had so much fun. 
Uh, definitely go follow him on Twitter and all of his endeavors. If you'd like to be a guest on Soccer Crush, let us know. We'd love to have you. We promise it's always a good time. And for more fun, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at soccer underscore crush. We have so much content. Go nominate Crush of the Week, sign up for book club, you know, hang around for some tactics and nonsense. And most importantly, thank you for listening to Soccer Crush.